What is up, guys? Oxcord Radio. Week one is done. We are back. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Please stop. You're going to get us demonetized before we even begin to think about that. David Jamber, that one was for you, <laughs> a.k.a. Shane Company. Oh, God. You know what? I don't need that in my face right now. Off of DeAndre Hopkins Crossroad. <laughs> Whoa. He came up with that. That could be a team name. I'm that's changing that's my what team. he said his team name was going to be next year. But if you have DeAndre Hopkins. Which I do. In any league you do. There you go. You're welcome, league, dude. Um, at David Jamber, peep the magic. Yeah, it's gonna come. Soon. It is magic. It is hot. Stasis <laughs> is out here in the streets. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, week one was super eventful. A lot of stuff went down. Had some exciting games, especially Monday night. Holy shit! A lot of um, offense. Mm-hmm. A lot of offense. You saw that right away. Um, and I feel like that's a byproduct of you know maybe you know people on defense. Not the Vikings um, being slow out the gate. What would you kind of think about that? I'm I'm really not entirely sure. Um, I feel like defenses maybe they just needed, you know, to get a, a chance to see what these offenses are sort of bringing to the table. What right. kind of schemes right. to expect? Um, you know, in the preseason, teams really aren't showing their full playbook, so maybe that plays a role. It's just it's a a passing league it's an offensive league now the rules kind of play more in favor to the offense if you i don't know barely touch the quarterback it's potentially a penalty so oh my god yeah it's last year that i think was that last year two years ago when people were just getting roughing the passer calls last three or four weeks it was yeah because it saved the vikings versus the packers Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yep sweet good times yeah Good times. Uh, we're we're past all the penalty garbage. I, you know, I really the Saints th- aren't <laughs> clear. Pretty sure, yeah. They're like a lot of their fans was like a court went case. to the game like wearing referee like uniforms. Cool. Like in the good job, guys. In the stadium, killed that. <clears throat> Way to have like dignity and just like at least they're not wearing paper bags over their heads anymore. I guess like, like the they were in the still should 2000s. be after their performance. What happened, Baker? What yeah. happened? He was laying down in the end zone, <laughs> wondering where it all went. <laughs> Hulu has live sports. <laughs> yeah, he He's can make his money payday. off that. Yeah, 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 he'll, yeah. Be, he'll be fine. All right, well, week two, running down the docket. What kind of blending, you know, week one stuff as we go down the list for week two, just to kind of make it faster and a little bit more simpler for you guys? Efficient. Um, yeah. Being efficient, that's how we want to do things here on Oxford Radio. Uh, so beginning our week on NFL Network, the Bucks travel to Carolina to take on the Panthers. And it's going to be, uh, you know, I really, I feel like these Thursday night games are really one-sided sometimes. So I feel like, you know, Carolina's just kind of molly-wop them. It seems like, yeah, usually for those Thursday night games, and I don't know what it is exactly but usually those thursday night games it's you the don't short need to watch yeah we were in a short week it's <laughs> you just i don't know the games aren't necessarily as good usually the teams like aren't as good i will i will say everyone wants to play on prime time man I like buccaneers at at panthers it's i've seen worse i've definitely seen a lot worse i'll right. say that yeah um so going through week one 
We saw the uh, the Buccaneers play the 49ers and Jimmy G, and we saw the Panthers play Al. the Rams. What did you What did you take away? L for both teams. Um, you know, the Panthers. I was kind of watching that game and really didn't know too much. You know, they had uh, a couple turnovers, but Christian McCaffrey was destroying it and destroyed me in fantasy. Yeah, he picked um, up right where he left off. Yeah, picked up right where he left off. Uh, I feel like the defense. Uh, their pass rush was doing a little bit of things, but you know I feel like that's a byproduct of maybe the Rams not having it together because you know I definitely saw Jared Goff miss some throws, but the Rams were still able to. It was because going back and watching the highlights because I didn't really watch too much after you know halftime, um, but going back and watching the highlights, it seems like the Panthers didn't really do enough to put them in position. Also, I didn't even know that they cut Graham Gano. Uh, they have a completely new rookie kicker. Also didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, only lost by a field goal, and their kicker missed a field goal in the first quarter. So bingo. Um, but, you know, I think they bounced back this week. The Buccaneers, they picked up right where they left off and looking bad. Uh, I think Jameis had two pick sixes. Two, yeah, yeah, two pick sixes. Two pick sixes and three total interceptions. One touchdown, Love, three picks. Bro. Like, come on. It was dude. it was rough. It was very rough. Bruce Arians probably yelled at him like a stepfather. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> the beret came off. <laughs> yeah, the beret definitely came off. Man, I'm not proud of that performance. Y'all get y'all gotta get y'all shit together. That was yeah, I mean they it was definitely a hard game to watch for the Buccaneers, that's for sure. Uh so going into this week two, who do you think what do you think wins? What do you kind of see happening? Like I said, you know, the Panthers, I think, will come out with this one uh, pretty handedly. You know, I just don't really see too much from the Bucks. I don't know. I'm kind of down on them. I just really, it's really hard for me to try and take any positives from what they're doing at this point, unless if they can, you know, this would be, you know, the time when they're backs against the wall on a short week. But I just really don't see it happening at this point. Yeah. I would say kind of what I took away from this game. Uh, or the, I guess the past two games for these these folks, uh, Cam Newton, <laughs> Cam Newton did not look good against the Rams. Christian McCaffrey, you know, almost single handedly won that game for them. Um, so looking forward to seeing what he will do against the Buccaneers. Uh, I will say this Buccaneers defense looked good against the Niners. Not that the Niners yeah they are, looked better. I mean, you know, getting Devin White in there and some fresh blood and kind of mixing up some things. Finally, they need some boost on defense. Well, like you like you said, um, like two pick sixes and and the 49ers didn't score that much outside of those pick sixes. So I found that interesting that the Buccaneers defense showed up in Week One. They had a pick six too on Jimmy. The Buccaneers did. Yes, there, yeah. I mean, both defenses played relatively well. I think so too. I think so too. Um, so yeah, looking looking into this game, um, you know, I'm kind of interested in seeing what happens. I think Ronald Jones was interesting in in Week One. Uh, I believe it was 13 carries for for 70 some yards and a and a nice little catch. So he's someone that I'm potentially looking forward to to seeing what his his role is in this offense because he looked a lot better than Peyton Barber. So maybe we see him after a week or two if he can continue this. Performance, maybe he's he's the back there. So looking forward to seeing what he does. Um, not to say that I think Jameis will have a bounce-back game, but I think it is going to be better. Uh, Mike Evans was sick in game one. So I think those two will have better games. I think the, the Panthers end up taking this. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 
17, 10, 17, 14. A sloppy kind I of game. I think it's going to be, yeah. Um, after seeing what these you know two teams did in week one, uh, I don't want to take too much away from week one. You know, very small right. sample it's size. Early. You never know. I mean, obviously, Mike Evans isn't going to get two catches for like every game. That's not a thing. So He only had two catches? I'm pretty sure it was like two catches for like 20 or 30. He got me like three points in a PPR league. Screams. Yep. And Jameis had less than 10. All right. Well, uh, let's hope, you know, they bounce back a little bit from their putrid week one performance. Moving on to the noon games on Sunday, we got the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Of course, ties. Why do they still exist? Cardinals end up tying with the Lions. Um, It looks like they were probably going to – I expected them to lose that game. Uh, but Kyler Murray drove them back. That's crazy. Great um, fourth quarter. Yeah, great fourth quarter. Uh, but, you know, it didn't end up working the magic in overtime. Ravens, meanwhile, smacking Dolphins. 59-10. Crazy. Lamar Jackson, pretty good for a running back. With the flick of the <laughs> wrist, Marquise Brown, I mean, only 12 snaps, and he just absolutely destroyed with what he did when his time with his time on the field. Mark Ingram looks like he was up to par. Your boy, Mark Andrews. My boy. You let him know. I mean, she. You heard it here. I won't take. Yeah, I won't take the victory lap quite yet on Mark Andrews. Um, But you know, it was great to see him get a touchdown. He had over 100 yards. What really excited me, there was 25 throws in that game. Five for RG3. RG3 siding went five for five with a TD. Um, The Mark Jackson threw it 20 times. Mark Andrews had eight targets out of the 25 times the ball was thrown. So. Doing the math, you know, that's like a 32% target share. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying he's going to have math. a 30%. I calculated it earlier. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't necessarily think he's going to get a 30% target share. But I found it very interesting that short yardage, they were looking to Mark Andrews. That seemed to be the guy that Lamar Jackson was looking at. Uh, and he also has some big play upside. So I was pretty happy with what Mark Andrews brought to the table. Like you said, Marquise Brown went nuts. Um, so he's going to be a very popular waiver wire ad this year for fantasy football, or this year, oh, this week, um, probably this year. Um, I'm not. I'm not necessarily sold on it yet. Uh, like you said, he played 12 snaps. I guess you can kind of play it different ways. You can be like, oh my god, on only 12 snaps, this dude put up you know 140 yards. Right. What if he plays like 36? Um, but at the same time, like he only ran seven routes. If that's what's to be expected of him consistently, it, there's just no way he's going to get, you know, him and Lamar Jackson are going to continuously hit on those deep balls, on those big plays. Right. The Dolphins' defense is miserable. Uh, but I will say, if you have, if you have Lamar Jackson, if you have Mark Ingram, you know, Mark Andrews, if you have, you know, a Rams or a Rams Ravens wide receiver. Week two, you're feeling pretty good. Do you know who they play in week three? They have a, a very – I believe it's the Chiefs. So mm-hmm. a very friendly Lamar Jackson schedule to, to start out the year. Definitely. Um, you know, a secondary that's missing Pat Pete uh, for the first four games because of suspension. So I expect the Ravens to fully eat this weekend, probably take the dub in this one uh, by a pretty heavy margin, I would say by you know 10 points plus. Uh, unless if Kyler Murray can come and do something, but, you know, it's – yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I think it could be interesting in seeing this this Ravens defense. You know, these two teams play a different style, so 
the Cardinals are looking to get as many plays done as they can. They're one of those teams, you know, hurry up offense. We want to run as many plays as we can. The Ravens, usually, we didn't see it against the Dolphins because the Dolphins were piss poor. Um, you know, they're going to probably look to run the ball more. Lamar Jackson only ran it three times for six yards. I expect a little bit more of that, you know, mm-hmm. from, from Lamar Jackson. So I think with the Cardinals trying to run more plays, it's a rookie you know, Kyler Murray, the first three quarters wasn't making the best decisions. This could be a, a, a good chance for the Ravens to get some sacks, force some fumbles, get some interceptions. The Ravens could have a really good week defensively. Um, so I would start them. Streamer? If if they're streamable, stream them. Daily Fantasy, that's a team that I'd be looking at. Um, otherwise, I mean, if you have them, you're playing them, and you should be excited about it. Definitely should be excited about that. Moving on to the team in the area, the other team in the area, the Redskins. Cool. Uh, e. Um, they looked like they could have done a number on your boys, but it was um, scary at first. So yeah, a little, a little scary. Case Keenum was dealing. Vernon Davis was leaping over everybody. Uh, you know, he was emotionally charged, but leaping over three sure. defenders, like holy cow! On the on the sideline too, staying in bounds. It just the the first first half. It just felt like the the Eagles did not take the Redskins seriously. They they just were too confident going in, you could tell, and then kind of kicked it in the ass after that. I believe they were down 17-0. Mm. It was 17-0 or 20-0, to and, you know, they end up winning the game. I believe it was it was either 32-27 to or 30-27. Yeah, yeah, it was 32-27. Oh, okay, there you go. Um, so, you know, a little embarrassing that Case Keenum and the Washington football team put up 27 points on, on the Eagles, but... Most of that was in the the you know first half. I think they came around in the second half. I expect that team to be better. They're playing the Cowboys. Cowboys huge game. Did you get a it. chance to see that? I didn't see any of that, oh, but I I God, started Dak. Let's go four TDs over four hundred yards. Perfect yards. passer rating. Probably his best game as a pro. Yeah, um, he's looking to get the that weapons money. Looked good. Um, so Michael Gallup. Picked him up. Let's Pick go. him up if you don't have him. Michael Gallup looked good. Amari Cooper looked good. Randall Cobb. Uh, there was a Randall Cobb siding. and That's crazy. You know, the Giants Jason defense Witten was just not too. good. He had a touchdown. He had a touchdown. Yeah. OMG. Yeah, they was, saved him from the booth. It was just about as boring of a and touchdown as his, as his performance on Monday Night Football. Just hey, a, a basic Jason Witten touchdown. Hey, Stop that. You're being mean. <laughs> good old Jason Witten. So I'm going to imagine we see the Cowboys taking this one. I would say, you know, yeah. I'm excited in seeing this Cowboys offense getting a chance to go <clears throat> against, you know, Washington again. Or Zeke. Yeah. I Zeke only carried the ball 13 times. That's not happening week two. So I would say Dak Prescott, those numbers are coming down. The receivers, those numbers are coming down a little bit. But Michael Gallup is someone I'm really excited for. Um, if Amari Cooper goes down. Oh, my God. Michael Gallup is a borderline wide receiver one in that he could be in that top 12-ish, you know, area if Dak is throwing the ball like that. But I don't think the volume is going to be there as much for the passing game. Zeke, like I just said, only ran it 13 times. That's not happening again, ever again. Um, So, yeah, Dallas taking this one for sure. More usage for Zeke to be expected, and I feel like we both are pretty confident with taking the Cowboys in this matchup. Moving on to uh, an AFC South duel, the Colts. Uh, who went out to 
I want to say San Diego all the time, LA, but it's LA yeah. in their stupid soccer stadium. <laughs> uh, lost in overtime, tough one to the Chargers, but they put up a fight. Malik Hooker one-handed interception, oh, and that, that was nasty. Crazy. And then Marlon Mack went stupid on like, my bench. Hello. On my bench for like twenty-seven points. Man, if you're gonna put him on your bench, you might as well trade him. I need a running back. I've been thinking about. I, have, I had Josh Jacobs on my bench too. Bro. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, Bruh. Josh Jacobs, Marlon Mack were on my bench. Started D.D. Westbrook. I still got the W, so I'm not. Not gonna cry, but seeing seeing Mar- Marlon Mack do that was, ooh. Uh, and then they're playing the Titans who play ooh, the Browns. smack them boys, forty two thirteen final score. They come in the dog pound, absolutely shut them down. Delaney Walker, they are who we thought they were. Bam. Dot dot dot. Bam. Like three picks, a pick six of Baker Mayfield. Uh, Derrick Henry went stupid. Marcus Mariota was managing the game very well, making great throws. Uh, I definitely didn't expect this to definitely didn't expect to see this from this Titans team. Um, but I feel like for Marcus Mariota to be what he needs to be for this team to win, it needs to be kind of that game manager, smart kind of, you know, where they're not putting the pressure on him. Yeah, this isn't Chip Kelly's Oregon offense anymore. Yeah. You know, it's. <laughs> We're not expecting Marcus Mariota to to come out and give you those godly numbers like he did in college. Um, I will say, I mean, if if they can put him in that role, if this defense can show up and make sure teams aren't, you know, scoring very well and they can run out the clock, give it to a guy like Derrick Henry, who is, you know, he's very dependent on on the the rushing game. You know, he did have that 75-yard, you know, receiving touchdown. You saw the highlight, I'm going to imagine. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen someone look so slow yeah. on a 75-yard touchdown. Yeah. It was just I mean, I think it's just his strides are like long as hell, but it looks yeah, like yeah, he was yeah. moving so slow. And I was like, how is nobody catching him? Um, but yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry, I think he'll have a good week here. Um, the Colts, Austin Eckler <sighs> tore them up last Smacked. week. Tore them up. Um, so Derrick Henry should be good to roll this week. I won't expect much in the passing game, but you know, he's going to run it down there next for sure. And I expect something similar from, from Marlon Mack. So, you know, Nick Chubb, we didn't see a lot of, of fantasy production, but the dude averaged 5.1 yards per carry, and that's going to go overlooked with how bad, you know, that game ended up turning out. It's just a terrible game script for Nick Chubb. So, you know, with that being said, you know, I like both the running backs in this game. I was happy to see the Colts still play well. T.Y. Hilton played his ass off yeah he's not folding he's not playing around you know and it's funny we were a captain now too so yeah i remember we were when we had our our fantasy draft someone drafted ty hilton in the third round we were kind of like yeah i don't know i mean if he plays like that each week you know it's worth the third round pick uh so yeah going into this game also devin funches on the ir i don't know if you saw that yeah i did i saw he was hurt but i didn't know he went on ir on the ir so with that being said you know T.Y. Hilton, we're going to imagine he's the number one. Who do you think is the number two now? Who do you think comes up as the number I two? I feel like Paris Campbell might have the chance to step up and do something. It's him or Deion Kane um, out wide. As far as the number two target, probably Jack Doyle, I think. I'm thinking Ebron Jack Doyle time, or dude. Ebron. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I think it's one of the tight ends for sure. Or both are at least, you know, getting a bump with, I guess, Funches, Funches being out. But that's that's tough. You know, he was on a one-year deal with the Colts. This was kind of a chance for him to... To show it was Cam Newton's fault in Carolina, not him, and he just didn't—he didn't get a chance to. So I'm interested in seeing where he goes next year. What his contract is he done looks for like. the year? To my knowledge, he's done for the year. Bro. Yeah, it's yeah, it's tough. It's tough, man. That's the NFL. Uh, 
for this week, I'll take the Colts. I took them in, in week one. It Ooh, almost worked. Okay. I'm taking the Colts again. You know, I was leaning towards the Colts, too. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take them, too, as well. Uh, on the road, you know, they're a tough football team. I feel like they can definitely go in there, and this is a game that they'll need against a division opponent. Absolutely. And, and Frank Reich, that, the play calling was good. It Watching some of that game, I think he was putting his players in you know, a good chance to win, and whenever Marlon Mack <laughs> runs for like 174, 175 yards, mm-hmm. you're going to be you're gonna be in a good place. So I'm taking the Colts. Excited to see both the running backs in that matchup. Moving on to our next matchup, a Super Bowl rematch uh, from a couple years, years back, ago. Yeah. years ago. Uh, Seahawks traveling out east to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, was at that game. Yeah, so Seattle. you got to break down Seattle. Let's go, 12s. Uh, it was so loud. No pork. <laughs> uh, yeah, no pork. I forgot to. Thank you for putting that in I there. I got for you. Me. That's yeah. what I'm here for. <laughs> um, you know, CenturyLink was very loud. Uh one thing I was kind of concerned seeing was that offensive line was putrid. Uh, you know, in protecting Russell Wilson, he barely had any time to do anything. The run game was pretty much non-existent. Chris Carson had his TDs like inside the ten, both of them. So, um, and one of them, I think both of them might have been off a turnover too. Um, one of them for sure. Was. Yeah, I one of them. The passing, one of them was for yeah, sure off the a turn touchdown after you yeah, know a turnover, turnover inside the red zone. So, uh, you know, it's going to be really hard if they can't get that together. And then their defense uh, also did not look great because John, John Ross, Ross. What the hell? He put a number a on them. Zach Taylor is doing things. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just remember seeing the last name Flowers was on John Ross most of the game, uh, and and. If John Ross didn't catch it, he drew a, a pass interference call, you know. So, with that being said, Juju Smith-Schuster, oh, my. Um, my team. I wouldn't be surprised. And I was really scared, you know. He didn't really show up against the Patriots, but no one No, did. I mean, yeah, it was, it was more a thing that we saw, you know, later. Yeah, I mean, later in the game, he started to get a little bit more work. I mean, he had a tough matchup, too, going against Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, that's um, the, probably the best quarterback in the NFL. Oh, yeah, he'll... He'll lock you up. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, looking at the Steelers, what I found interesting in week one, Chris Carson led the team in receptions. He led the lead, led the team in targets. Tyler Lockett, two targets, one catch. One touchdown. Yeah, and, and one touchdown. DK he Metcalf. DK Metcalf looked he good. Was snapping. I didn't yeah, even expect that to happen. There's a lot of, you they know. They were getting him some targets. He had, you know, a catch, one that if he, he didn't like get tackled, man. he could have broke. He was drawing some penalties. Um. Yeah, I didn't really, really didn't expect that off the bat. Really, no. I, I think we thought he was gonna be a little bit more limited. I know we're talking like mm-hmm. he's just gonna run the fly around the entire time. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and he proved us. Yeah, I mean, he proved us. You know, a little wrong here. There's a lot of wide receivers that are we're seeing get talked on the waiver wire. Um, you know, John Ross, Marquise Brown, a lot of people. This would be. You know, I don't think he's on a ton of waiver wires, but if DK Metcalf is on your waiver wire. That's someone I would potentially look oh, at. Yeah. I think he could maybe actually take that Doug Baldwin role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of that Doug Baldwin role. And, you know, Tyler Lockett, is this what he is? Is he that, that big play, boomer bust kind of guy? I mean, it seems like he, he might be. And he hasn't shown us anything for us to believe that he's anything else. I just think we were like, oh, there's so many targets, so much opportunity for him to take that next step. Um, and we just didn't see it happen. With that being said, like I mean, like you were talking about, there was no protection for Russell Wilson. He couldn't get the ball downfield. No. If he can get the ball downfield, then hit Tyler Lockett. So yeah, and that's what happened on the one play. He rolls he, out, got some 
a clean pocket, got some time, and just... Let it fly. Yes, sir. Yeah, so I think, yeah, if the Seahawks can get their line figured out, they're they're a team that, you know, could be dangerous. But if they don't, we're going to see Chris Carson struggle with inefficiency. I loved seeing... I have Chris Carson on the team. Very excited to see him, you know, get involved in the passing game. Rashad Penny really wasn't that much of a factor. Um, You know, he got a lot of, of rushes. They just couldn't get him going anywhere the mm. he was getting hit like in the backfield or one or two yards you know past the line of scrimmage so really wasn't given a chance to make plays but i love seeing his usage really excited for him um you know going through this year and james connor had a tough game against the patriots mm. um i have james connor in both my leagues so it was tough but you know i'm not gonna look too much into that um with the steelers it was such a bad game with the patriots and the game script was terrible for james connor um you see you know, them bouncing back and taking this one i do yeah i mean i think they're i think it's gonna be a good game um i imagine the steelers take this i don't think it's necessarily a shootout but i mean i think we're looking at you know a game in the the low to mid 20s for sure mm. um you know i think if you have steelers you know pass catchers here vance mcdonald Juju Smith-Schuster, you're looking to start him. James Conner, Ben Roethlisberger, you're starting those guys. Um, I mean, Andy Dalton put up like almost 400 yards. He did, against the, 418. It was, oh my God, I thought it was like 390-something. Um, and then the Seahawks, uh, I don't know if I think that Steelers' defense is actually as bad as it was in week one. No. I just think they kind of fell on their face. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I'm worried for, for Russell Wilson a little bit here, but, you know, we'll kind of see what the Steelers are able to do. Or the Steelers, Seahawks. Bills at Giants. Uh, another Super Bowl rematch from way, way back in the day. Oh, holy uh, cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Bills able to come back from 16 down, 16 in the hole, yeah. and beat the Jets. I mean, granted, Kari Vedvik wow. <laughs> missed a field goal and an extra point for the Jets, so that's why they lost. But the Bills still able to fight back nonetheless, shaking off four turnovers. Something like that. Yeah, it was a pick six. Josh Allen had like a couple fumbles. Like going back and watching the highlights, I was like, goodness gracious. But, you know, they were able to get it together. I feel like um, the core wide receivers around him will really, is really going to help him a lot. Um, And the Jets missed, you know, just on some throws. So I feel like the Bills got a little bit lucky. Uh, Just kind of looking at things. Uh, Giants got absolutely smacked they by the Cowboys, wallet. but that was to be expected. One thing I did notice, uh, Saquon Barkley fumbles on the first play of the game, comes back and then you. rips off a 60-yard run. He was pissed. Yeah. Evan Ingram, uh, oh 11 my. catches, 100-some yards, a touchdown going against me. So cool. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I feel like Evan Ingram is really bound to take that next step into being one of the the star tight ends in this league and probably next year maybe being the, ooh, I want this guy, you know, super mm-hmm. early. Uh, what do you see for this game? Yeah, so kind of going into this game, I expect the Bills, I I like Josh Allen going into this game. Uh, I think John Brown is a, a really good match for Josh Allen. I mean, he just loves to throw the ball downfield. It's like he'll turn over the ball two times and then he'll run like a 23-yard touchdown and then hit like a 60-yard bomb. And you're just like, what the hell? Like it's so up and down. Um, but I just after seeing what Dak did to – to that Giants defense, it it did not look good. And not to say the Bills are comparable to what the Cowboys have on offense, uh, but I believe that Josh Allen going to have a good game here. Devin Singletary looked good. Four carries for 70 yards and, 
you know, it's not like one of those things where you had like a, you know, 50-yard, 60-yard run, and then the rest was, you know, mm-hmm. like barely getting any yards. I mean, they were consistently 10 to 30-yard runs, you know, in four of them. Uh, got most of the snaps. They were down for a lot of the game. Like you said, they had to come back from 16 points. So Devin Singletary is a guy I'm looking forward to seeing this week. Uh, like I said, John Brown looked good. I expect a good week out of him. When it comes to the Giants and, and the Bills' defense, I'll say the Bills' defense I'm kind of excited to see. I think they could, you know, put this Giants offense on on lockdown. I will say though, Saquon scares me, man. As in in a good way. Like, you know, oh, yeah. he can bust it out whenever and just they weren't really able to get him going this week against the the Cowboys. The game script was miserable, um, even for like Saquon Barkley's sake. Uh so I think he has a bounce back week. I think he goes off. Uh I think the Bills take this one though. Yeah, I'm you, the way you're making it sound, you're all in on the Bills in this one. I'm probably going to take the Bills as well, too. Interesting, they're going to play. I didn't even notice they're playing in MetLife two weeks in a row. The Bills aren't? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're just chilling, man. <laughs> they are just chilling <laughs> in New York. And they live in New York, so. It makes sense. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> uh, you scrolled too far. <gasps> Here we go. We have our list in front of us. We're good. Uh, 49ers and Bengals. Like I said, I was really impressed with the Bengals. Didn't get the W. Lost by a point, And they missed a field goal as well. So, yeah. But Zach Taylor doing some different things with the offense. Getting John Ross involved. Uh, pl- you know, the play calling was great. You know, a lot of screens. A lot of things to keep people off balance. And utilizing, um, you know, the quick throw ability uh, of Andy Dalton and you know, their offensive line isn't great. So, you know, that was what they had to do to get the ball out quicker uh, and really make things work so that he wasn't getting sacked, uh, which he did, you know, a few times. Um, Joe Mixon didn't have a great showing, and then he ended up getting hurt. Do you know? It's a day-to-day injury. I think the expectation is that he plays on Sunday. Okay. So Joe Mixon should be there against the 49ers. Um, and then the 49ers, what'd you think of the game? Grabbing a dub them? against the Bucks, like I said, two picks of Jameis Winston. George Kittle looked excellent, had like, I think, two touchdowns negated because of penalties, uh, which is tough for those people that had him in fantasy. Um, but, you know, looking back at the highlights, Jimmy Garoppolo looked a little bit rusty, he but, looks you know, sauce. Yeah, he that's to, to be expected. I feel like in two road games, uh, to start out the year, especially you know on the the eastern side of the country, uh, that'll be tough for them. So uh, I I'm gonna take the Bengals in this one. I'm with you. Yeah, I thought we might differ there. I I don't know for some reason I think the 49ers would come into this maybe favorites, um, but yeah I think the Bengals take this. Seeing I kind of talked about Ronald Jones a little bit earlier, seeing what he was able to do to that 49ers defense, very efficient. Um, if Joe Mixon's healthy, I think Joe Mixon's gonna have a really good game. You know, if he if he was out, Giovanni Bernard was someone I was really excited for and kind of all in. Um, so yeah, I expect the Bengals to have a good week here. Um, you know, the 49ers aren't going to get two automatic touchdowns. I mean, Andy Dalton isn't like, you know, an amazing quarterback, but he's not going to make the same decisions and I mistakes need him that to James be amazing. Did. Well, we'll see what he does. He shouldn't be he shouldn't be too bad. Um, like we talked about, John Ross went nuts week one. I I'm not really buying in on the hype, and even if you know, I'm, I'm not buying the John on, Ross man. hype, bro. I'm not buying it. Um, this is kind of what he is, just like you know, boomer bust. He's gonna have a week or two like that, but I don't think I just I don't expect that. And when AJ Green comes back, 
It's not going to get the ball. And, and this week, Richard Sherman on John Ross? Come on. Well, he'll be Come on Tyler Boyd, so chill. I don't think so. Because, well, I guess it depends. But I think Tyler Boyd, you know, he's mainly in the slot. So I think Tyler Boyd's going to have a good game. I think Tyler Boyd eats this week. Yeah, he was getting a lot of catches and targets early on in that season. It was, game. yeah. I, You know, it, he was putting it up. Babushka Boyd, unfortunately, wasn't able to uh, oh, acquire Tyler Boyd. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he sort of fell off later. We saw John Ross come up. Um, Bold of you to make a team name before you even get the player. I thought about it, dude. I thought about it. I just I wanted to change the name. The The name before was J.G. Wentzworth, who <laughs> well, I also didn't draft. So if you have any good team names, hit up the Oxcord Radio Instagram <laughs> and, and help the boy out. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to wait. I was going to wait on it. And then I was like, dude, this is so funny. I thought it was so funny. So I was like, I'm just going to change it now. I didn't think anybody was going to try to poach Tyler Boyd from me. And this was a league that we had to do the draft twice. So I was at Valley Fair, and I ended up getting Hunter Henry when I wanted Tyler Boyd. I don't want to talk about it. Um, but we had to redraft, and it was getting there. I thought Tyler Boyd might fall to me, but then our boy that we talked about earlier, Shane Company, poached him from me. Boo! Poached him from me, man. Boo! Um, for the 49ers, Tevin Coleman's out. That's a guy that you had in, I think, both leagues. I know. Or at least one league that we played in together. Um, yep. What do you think about Matt Breida? I guess, quick. What do you think? I don't really know what to think about that whole, you know, the 49ers backfield is just a carousel. Hey, you're healthy. You, you can do things. Step right on up and get, you know, your share of eight, nine snaps. Like, yeah. The I hype d- is real for all of them, but it just it doesn't always come I any of my through. eggs in a basket with them as far as fantasy goes like trying to put them in my starting lineup no i can't trust that unless if they get a touchdown you know it's yeah. just too much for me to invest at this point so i'm, I'm just gonna leave that alone yeah speaking of hunter henry uh tough out uh the Chargers were able to get the win in that game uh they will be taking on the lions this week uh who tied Gur? <laughs> what do you what do you see from this one because i don't really know what to think kind of looking at this matchup yeah i think I mean, I think it was kind of Do you think the Chargers a, a are going to smack the Lions or or what? Is that what we're looking I think the Chargers win this one, I mean, relatively handedly. Uh, I would say by probably, you know, 10-ish points, which, I mean, is pretty bold to say. Um, I just think the Lions, I mean, come on. Against that defense, against the Cardinals' defense, without Patrick Peterson, like we said, they were without their second corner. That defense is just atrocious. So, I mean, yeah, Stafford, this offense looked good. TJ Hawkinson, though. But TJ Hawkinson looked good. Um, and just not carry on Johnson. Yeah, what what happened to, to your know. guy, man? He just didn't get enough carries. The The game script wasn't positive. It wasn't. Because they weren't most, trying to run it. I thought he was going to get more involved in the passing game a little bit, too. I mean, he had he had 18 touches. He How many points did he get you? Uh, it wasn't a lot. It was like 14 or 13. I mean, you'll, you'll take it. I, th- I mean, I right. think it's okay. You're hoping for a little bit though. more. If he gets a touchdown, you think you're feeling a lot different. Uh, I probably About how won. the week. Yeah, exactly. R.I.P. I was close. I All right, know. week one. Broncos defense let me through. down. Thanks, oh, guys. Oh, yeah, they did. We'll talk. Sweet. We'll talk about the Broncos Sweet. and Raiders. Um, so, yeah, I think we're both in agreement. Chargers, I expect them to twin this game pretty handedly. I think Phillip Rivers is going to have a good week. Mike Austin Williams. Eckler. Running back. Uh, got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. Knee thing. And I think he's okay. Well, Do you know today Anthony out? Lynn said that he's kind of skeptical about Mike Williams' knee, which I was like, of course, great. Oh, so boy. I I don't really know. I'm going to say this then. You know, if Mike, um, you know, Hunter Henry is for sure out. Mike Williams is out. 
you know, Keenan Allen is going to see a lot of looks, obviously. Um, but I think that really helps out a guy like Travis Benjamin, you know, maybe for, for daily fantasy or if you're in a really deep league. Um, maybe you pick up Travis Benjamin if Mike Mike Williams is out. Justin and, Jackson. And maybe more. Yeah, and maybe more work for Justin Jackson. Maybe they like to run more. Otherwise, I mean, Austin Eckler, more targets for him. He's not going to put up. He had you know, a huge. He had a huge week, week one. one. Three touchdowns. Are you That's not happening again. But, I mean, he looked good. He ran the ball really well. So, I think, you know, I expect him to have a good week. Phillip Rivers, good week. Keenan Allen, you know, start start these Chargers and feel good about it. As far as the Lions go, I mean, I just, I don't think there's going to be much here. I think the reason that the Colts were able to do what they were able to do is because of, of the play calling. I think Frank Reich is a, a very good offensive mind. I don't think the Lions necessarily have that. Um, so I think the Chargers win this one pretty handedly. I'm scared starting any Lions, and that includes TJ Hawkinson. Dang. All right. Well, yeah, I, we would probably both agree that the L.A. Chargers will take this one. <laughs> Moving to a bloodbath rivalry game. Uh-oh. Vikings and Packers, Lambeau Field. I like that the schedule makers blessed us with going to Lambeau Field when it's going to be nice. Get it out of the way. Yeah. Yep, get that game out Instead of the way. Instead of, like, it being 20 degrees and the field being dog shit. Yeah. So And everything on the line in Lambeau, you don't want you yeah, don't want that gross. necessarily. And I say the Packers have been better than the Vikings lately because they haven't. But just, I mean, that's a tough place to play. You know, don't necessarily with all the, the chips on the table. And like you said, kind of a shitty field. Um, it's cold. You don't want that, especially with Kirk Cousins. So <laughs> definitely got <laughs> and blessed there. it would there. be your prime time too. <laughs> what do you, what'd you think of your Vikings to start and then kind of? Amazing. Defense looks killer. Anthony Harris, two picks. Two picks. Yeah. NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Like, let's go. I mean, right off the rip, first play, Anthony Barr comes through and gets a sack on Matt Ryan. And I'm like, let's go, baby. <laughs> I mean, the defense looked amazing. The offense did what it needed to do. Dalvin Cook to look amazing. Amazing. The blocking was on point. Um, you know, later on, the Falcons were doing some things. Some guys got free. Kirk Cousins was getting hit. Uh, he fumbled the ball a couple of times. Didn't lose any fumbles. But, you know, I'm always really scared of that. Um, so I feel like they need to work on that. And this week is going to be a little bit tougher uh, with the interior of the defensive line of the Packers. They had a really good week, and they got to Mitch Trubisky. Their defense looked pretty good. Um, so that's something to watch on that side of the ball. But I feel like if the role for Kirk Cousins can be more of like a game manager and not having to have him sit back there and drop back and throw the ball 25, you know, 30, 40 times a game, yeah. we, don't, we don't want that. But if, you know, he needs to do that, I feel like he can. And that's the good thing. But I feel like the game script, for the most part, moving forward needs to be more run heavy. And that's what they want to do. But it's not always going to be like that. So they have to adjust. Um, On the other side of the ball, Packers, Aaron Rodgers didn't do a ton against the... Yeah, you know, tough week one against the Bears. Had the only touchdown in the game uh, to Jimmy Graham. I'm sitting him this week against the Vikings just because, you know, over his past two games, 14 points a game. Who's your uh, other tight end? Who's my other tight end? Uh, Tyler Eifert. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think you could go either either way there. Um, yeah, the Bears defense looked good against the, the Packers there. Um, I expect kind of six sacks. Yeah, oh, I mean, he was, yeah, Aaron Rodgers was under pressure all night long. He really couldn't get anything going. He had a, a no-look pass to Marcus Valdez-Scantling, though, for like 
well, forty it wasn't, yards. It was. It wasn't really a no look pass. It, no look. There was like it, there was a video. He was like because there was. It was more of like they were crossing routes, and he was like looking at the guy that was going the other way to kind of look off the safety, and then at the last second he just like threw it to. Valdez Scantling. I think he was like in his peripherals. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. The, from the angle I looked, I mean, it kind of looked like a no look. Yeah, A Rod. Nasty. Um, I mean, I expect both of these defense looked really good in, in week one. I think both are going to have pretty good defenses. Um, I just, I think the. The Falcons' protection was terrible, mm-hmm. um, and I think the Vikings will be able to get a pass rush. They have some very good defensive players, but not like not like that week to well, week. Well, it's going to be tough this week because the Packers have a very good offensive line, and you know certainly that's been the key thing in these rivalry games in the past is how much we've been able to get to Aaron Rodgers and disrupt, you know, what he's doing. Yeah, that's I mean, if, be he, if he gets time and he can get out of the pocket, he has an incredible arm. Um, and with the Packers' defense. I do, I do kind of believe it. Like I think they have a pretty good defense, but Mitch Trubisky, that was that was really difficult to watch. Garbage. I'm going to be honest. And Mitch Trubisky Missing coming wide into this, open throws, like, yeah, who are coming you? into the season, this guy, I'm, you know, I was kind of excited for. Um, not that I thought he was going to, you know, necessarily take a huge step, but expected a little bit more from him. Um, maybe it was just week one jitters. I don't, I have no freaking clue. Um, but I expect this to be a decent-ish um, scoring game. You know, maybe low 20s but you know it's definitely not going to be 10 to 3 like the Packers game was and I don't you know expect it to be a blowout like it kind of was for the Vikings I think it deceivingly looked closer towards the end of the game like you talked about the Falcons were able to get some stuff towards the end of the game and in the rushing defense for the Vikings looked very good as well um maybe once again playing a part with the Falcons line but Devonta Freeman wasn't able to get anything going so Aaron Jones is someone yeah Aaron Jones is someone I'm I'm not really on this week. I'm not playing him. You're not on anybody when they're against the Vikings defense, buddy. For the most part. Aaron Rodgers. I'm starting Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Jimmy Garoppolo is my other quarterback, so I don't really have an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I feel okay with it. I'll I'll roll with it. Um, I think it's a good game. I'm going to take the Vikings uh, to win this one. At Lambeau. I'll take the Vikings. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. I think they well, have last more of a time complete we tied. Team. So there's no backstory to foreshadow you for this week because we're losers, and Daniel Carlson couldn't make a freaking kick to save his god. That game was crazy. That was a crazy game. I really hope it's another you know super good game. Uh, I'm obviously going to take the Vikings in this one. We need it, you know, against Lambeau. Uh, I would love a sweep against the Packers this year, but I feel like if there was a game that the Packers were to beat us in this year, it would be here. So I wouldn't be surprised if we drop this one. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's going to be tight, it's a, it's a pick'em game. It could go either way. I think I'm going the Vikings because they have, you know, more of a better team. I will say, you know, Dalvin Cook, I think he'll have a good game. Um, I, just, I don't expect it to be what we saw against the Falcons. I mean, he just uber-efficient. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he, he gets, like, you know, 80 in a touchdown or something like that. But mm-hmm. just the way he was running and, you know, the open space he was able to get into was crazy. I think this Packers defense is a little bit better than that, so I don't know if he's going to be able to you know, run crazy like he did against the Falcons. All right, moving on to another AFC South matchup, Jaguars and Texans. Uh, Jags falling on their face. Sad. It was Nick against Foles. the Chiefs. Nick Foles out for indefinitely with a shoulder injury. Um 
just typical Jag shit. They were giving it's up, tough. Yeah. you know, huge plays, fighting with people. Miles Jack got ejected. Like, holy Come shit. Come on. Yeah, that was tough. Get it like, together. What are they doing? Yeah, I don't your... know. Like, what is what is the point of punching someone with pads on in a freaking helmet? Yeah, like, you're not getting anything from that. Except <laughs> you're not getting an edge on the opponent. Yeah, and, and just Come. making it harder for your team. Yeah, it was discipline's got to be better. Tough to see. You know, Nick Foles go down. Um, yeah, he Gardner Minshew looked good, though. Yeah, he, he did, did some things. And now they're bringing in other quarterbacks because they don't believe in him. We'll Ooh. see. I mean, yeah, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs was traded, was a fifth-round pick, I think. Um, I, I do think it is more for, you know, in the case that, God forbid, but Gardner Minshew gets hurt, they're going to need somebody. So I think it's more of a depth play. We'll see. You know, mm-hmm. maybe in a couple weeks Josh Dobbs does take the job. But... I just think that that Chiefs defense that that was brutal. That was tough. Um, so I mean, I think the the Jaguars are in a the Jaguars. That was last week. Lol. Um, I don't expect you know Garnerman should necessarily be able to throw like he did last week. And I think it was like they weren't able to game plan for him. You know, he just kind of came in as the backup and was just able to do his thing. It's going to be different coming into this week. I don't think the Texans' defense is great. Um, Not at all. No. but I J.J. Watt be didn't even register a QB hit on Drew Brees for the first time in his career. Nothing. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's wild. I mean, that shows you how consistent J.J. Watt is at, you know, having somewhat of, you know, an effect on the game, every game he plays. So... That's tough, you know. That that is tough. I think Leonard Fournette is in a, a situation to maybe have a decent game here, um, because that Texans defense losing Jadavion Clowney, you know, it's not as good as it once was. Um, I think I would take the Texans here. I don't expect them to have as good of an offensive, you know, output as they did um, this week against the Saints. But obviously, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, you're feeling good about. I wouldn't be surprised Killer. if Will Fuller has a big week. They to be smack. I mean. DeAndre Hopkins looks so good, especially on that final drive when the Texans needed to come back. Uh, you know, it was a quick throw down the field on Deshaun, and then he gets lit up. I don't know why, because watching that play or watching that drive, they were down six. The Texans just needed a touchdown, and then the Saints go ahead and leave the middle of the field wide open and blitz corners. That's weird. And then Deshaun Watson beats them to Kenny Stills. Like, why are you blitzing quarterbacks? That's just stop. Uh, that's interesting. I they I should have lost. Wonder, that's why I, I almost wonder the if they just win. did that to get the ball. Like I don't know, or just like to make. I would a like play. to think they're a better coaching. That's like, just too aggressive at that point in the game. Like why? Maybe they just really be- believed in their offense. I honestly, I was literally at work, well, duh. like updating fantasy ish during this. And I was like, oh. well, I was, I was like, oh, the Texans scored. I was on the opposite because <laughs> it had. Jimmy John's had already closed, so I was like, "All right, let's go." I'm I'm Start here up. anyway, yeah. so let me watch this final drive. And I was just like, "Why? Why did they just do that? You know, go man to man on Deshaun Watson, who have been killing them all night with those with throws. receivers too." Yes, like whatever. So I'm gonna go ahead and take the Texans in this one. I feel like it's gonna be tight. Um, usually Deshaun Watson kind of comes down to earth a little bit against his. Uh, AFC South foes. I don't really know what it is. Maybe it's just kind of a divisional kind of thing. But I'm going to go ahead and take the Texans. Yeah, and I think this Jaguars defense, you know, last week, that's Patrick Mahomes. That's what he's going to do. So I think the Jaguars defense looks better. But, I mean, Deshaun Watson's a bad dude. So I expect them to get the win, have a decent, you know, offensive output. But it's going to be tougher. It's going to be tougher for sure. 
Moving to our last game in the noon slot. Ten games in the noon slot. I was about to say, how, is, how are we still on the noon games? Yeah. Uh, Patriots against the Dolphins. Dolphins looked putrid against the Ravens. Uh, another home game for them. Uh, Patriots looked amazing. So are we saying that the Patriots are going to destroy them? Like, is this going to be like 50 to nothing? No, I don't know about 50 to nothing. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be bad. Dolphins, a lot to a little. I'm not even going to waste... I'm not even going to waste a single second on the Miami Dolphins. That is what I'm going to say about the Miami Dolphins on this segment. Um, the Patriots, I expect them to, to come out and run the ball. You know, that's what they were doing last year. And, and I don't know what it was against the Steelers. I mean, I just think the Steelers, they weren't prepared. Tom Brady saw some things, made some big plays. Philip Dorsett was huge. Um, you know, I think they're going to run the ball. I like Sony Michelle a lot this week. Um, and I mean, I do, I do still think Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, and Josh Gordon are going to have a good, good input. I, we didn't bring this up, but I mean, some to talk about. Antonio Brown is now a New England Patriot. Yeah, so finessed his way out of Oakland. The entire, you know, slew of things. Uh, they. He gets into it with GM Mike Mayock, calls him a cracker, punts a football. They fine him for not showing up. Then he's like. They took, which voided his thirty million dollars guaranteed for the year. Um, so he was like, "Cut me." So they did, and then three hours later, he's on the Patriots. And then now there is a sexual assault case coming against him by the way of his former trainer uh, on a couple of accounts of sexual assault. And just ooh. this is just crazy. It just it doesn't stop with him. I and don't I, get it. It's frustrating because I it has I stopped love for like watching the last him play. Three months. He's so good, but I mean this like. This off the field stuff, and I've been, you know, you know, behind AB for almost all the shenanigans he's put up. You know, I'm like, you know, he's a hell of a football player. He's he's gonna figure it out. And and just every day it's something new. Not even like every week. Every day it's something new with him. Um, so it's tough to see. It's a great talent. I don't know what to expect. You know, I don't. I, Leaning towards he's probably not playing this week. Maybe we see him week three, but I mean, it really depends on what evidence, what comes out. You know, with this, you know, um, potential sexual assault charge, it's just, it's a lot. Um, so maybe we see him later this year. Just really not sure what to expect. I'm just, I'm done with that. I'm not even going to act like I did on the last podcast. I was like, oh, he's going to go. No, I'm not even going to bother. All right. But Patriots, yeah, I think we both expect a pretty handedly. A lot to a little. Victory. All right. Moving to uh, the next game, the AFC West. Divisional matchup, Kansas City Chiefs against the Oakland Raiders. Both the teams look super good in their showings. Chiefs ate the Jaguars' defense up. Uh, same thing with the Raiders blowing the Broncos off the ball. Josh Jacobs, over 100 yards, two touchdowns in his debut. Derek Carr was doing some things. Tyrell Williams looked amazing. Looked really good. So, uh, Probably going to take the Chiefs in this one, but I feel like the Raiders will have a little bit of something to say. Well, what do you think, after seeing the Raiders play the Broncos, you know, what do you think of this team? Do you think we've been maybe underestimating them and they're better than what we thought? I, or do you just think they came out week one and they were hungrier than the Broncos? I think it's a combination of both those things. You know, John Gruden, I feel like, you know, is going to do, you know, he had to kind of get his bearings last year was shitty. Yeah. Um, so... Year two, I feel like he's got you know maybe some guys in place and a plan 
more in place for them to succeed more. Uh, and then, you know, them being juiced up about the whole AB thing, ghosting them and, yeah. uh, you know, just coming out and playing angry. I think that benefited as well. So uh, maybe that could lead to some things. But then there was two injuries. Jonathan Abram, uh, torn labrum. Oh, my God. So he's no. out for the year. Yeah. That's and tough. he played through that, too, because that happened in the first quarter. And he played through that. That just, I don't know. I think that says a lot about him. He was a, was he a first round pick or was mm-hmm. he second? I mean, I don't know. There was definitely a lot of hype about him, you know, coming into the season. Uh, he was kind of a, a fun player. Uh, I know he. On hard knocks. On hard knocks. He was interesting to watch. And, I mean, he rolled up to, to week one literally wearing a damn cowboy fit like he was going to tame the Broncos. I don't know oh, if you wow. saw that. No, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, man. That's so, so funny. Yeah, that's just, you know, that kind of sucks to not be able to see that, you know, kind of energy into the game. I'm with you. Um, I think the Raiders definitely are a little bit better than what we gave them credit for. I, sh- I don't I don't know what to think about this Broncos team. They looked really bad. Yeah, um, they do. And this week I'm excited for, for both offenses here. I think Derek Carr, I expect to have a good week. Tyrell Williams, I feel like he should be good. In um, my lineup, let's Darren go, Waller. Boy. Darren Waller is another guy. If yeah. you can, if you can get him, still, I know it's after Wednesday now, but I mean, if you can get him and you need some depth at the tight end, or you know, you, I don't know who you picked, but it's not going to work out. Darren Waller was kind of Derek Carr's safety blanket, so I wouldn't be surprised, especially in PPR formats, if he's giving you consistently ten-ish points. Um, and, and Josh Jacobs is, I think, a guy that I, I'm definitely in on for. For season long, absolutely. For this week, you know, I just I don't know if he's necessarily going to get as much work because I do think the Raiders are going to have to try to catch up a little bit. Um, Chiefs offense, I expect Pat Mahomes doing his thing. Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy are going to do their thing. Um, McCole Hardman and and Travis Kelsey also I expect to have a big week for the Chiefs. So, I mean, I'm taking the Chiefs in this, but I'm I'm a fan of the offense um, besides maybe Josh Jacobs this week, but season long I'm a fan. Season long, I, yeah, I would probably expect Josh Jacobs maybe to be in the rookie of the year conversation. I feel like he is that talented and could do something for the Raiders, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs in this one. Uh, moving to America's game of the week and a huge revenge bloodbath that I'm actually looking forward to because you know these are two good teams in the Very NFC. Teams, yeah, New Orleans Saints traveling to LA to take on the Rams. Obviously, last year the whole thing with the NFC title game and the no call, blah blah blah, cry me a river. Um, but I feel like the Saints. There's no way they lose this game. Yep, I think I think the Saints are winning this and Alvin Kamara is going to have himself a day. Michael I'm, Thomas I'm excited. Too. Yeah, I think the Saints offense is going to is going to play well. They gave up you know, 27 points to the amazing. Panthers when Cam Newton wasn't playing well and Kamara looked so good. So very excited to see what Kamara, Breeze, Michael Thomas do this week. Maybe Jared Cook we see a little bit of a showing from Jared Cook this week. Um and then I expect the Rams offense to to play well too. Um and you know, be kind of a shootout here. Jared Goff. He missed a couple receivers. of throws. Yeah, he missed a few throws that he just didn't miss last year. Um, so I mean, I think he'll have a bit of a bounce back week. I think he's going to play well. Todd Gurley looked really good towards the end of that game. Um, you know, for fantasy, maybe it's not what you were hoping for, but I mean, 15 carries for 97, very efficient. He gets a touchdown. You feel pretty good with what you got from him. 
Yeah, of course. Uh, moving to the last of our late games, only three. Bears against the Broncos. Uh, so both teams didn't look great. You know, the Bears only putting up three points in their game against the Packers to open it up. And then the Broncos, you know, not looking great. Joe Flacco, you know, missing some throws. Yeah. Their wide receivers were dropping a lot of throws. I mean, Deshaun Hamilton had a drop in the end zone. In the end zone. zone. Like, yeah. come on, man. You got to so, catch that. And then the defense, you know, getting blown off the ball every single time. Uh, you know, not really able to come up with anything. Uh, who are you taking in this one? Because I don't really know, to be honest. I'm, I'm definitely taking the Bears, and, you know, maybe it's more of a defensive battle. I, I'm going to say it right now. I think this is the David Montgomery. I think this is the breakout. I think it's happening. Should I put him in my game. lineup? I would have to look at who's on the rest of your squad. I mean, it's definitely a little bit risky, and maybe I'm going out on a little bit on a limb here. But, I mean, I just... He's so talented, and he really didn't get too many carries last week. But no, you could he only tell. had like five points. Yeah, but you could just like seeing him get the ball compared to the other backs, he looks so much better. He looks so much better. He breaks so many freaking tackles. And seeing the way that Josh Jacobs was able to run on the Broncos, you know, I think David Montgomery could do something very similar, if not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see David Montgomery. I don't know if I necessarily see Mitch Trubisky in this passing game having a great game. Allen Robinson looked good week one, so I think he could have a decent game. Um, with the Broncos, I just don't think I trust this offense. I, I don't think I trust this offense at all, especially against the Bears' defense. I think they, I mean, only gave up 10 points to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Now we're talking Joe Flacco. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think I think Ooh. the Bears' defense is is on the Broncos here. David Montgomery breaks out. I would not be surprised to see that. I shut out perhaps but you know Vic Fangio going against his old team maybe you'll have them kind of figured out and maybe able to do some things to kind of keep him off balance so uh here's to hoping that the Broncos get something together your team here we go here we go going battle of the birds on Sunday night football Eagles and Falcons in Atlanta uh this is going to be a tight game this is this is a shootout for sure. I think this the passing defense for the Eagles it's it's atrocious. Garbage. It's sad. Like it's your really cornerbacks are ass. It's bro. it's bad. So Matt Ryan, Julio Julio is injured, but I don't think it's that serious. I think he's you know he's good to go. Any pass catcher going against the Eagles at Calvin this moment Ridley. in time, you should be playing him. Austin Calvin Hooper. Ridley. I like Muhammad Sanu a lot this week. I don't know. He he played the most snaps. Second most targets on the team for week one. Uh, I just I expect Mohamed Sanu to have a very solid game, but I don't think you can go wrong with any pass catcher, you know, going against the Eagles at this moment in time. Devonta Freeman, I, maybe it was just the Vikings defense and a bad line, it but was. Devonta Freeman didn't look good. He didn't look good. He didn't just he didn't look as ex, as explosive as he is in the past. So I'm a little bit scared <laughs> to see Devonta Freeman, and you know we'll see how he does, but. I think the passing offense can be good for the Falcons. All right, going back to the other side of the ball, Miles Sanders for the Eagles didn't get much of of a workload in the in the Redskins game, but I feel like they were behind the entire first half. They had to come back in that second half. They had to make some plays. So I think they are going to look to run the ball a little bit more here. I expect Miles Sanders to – I'm not going to say a breakout game like I think David Montgomery is going to have because I think – David Montgomery could have 100 yards in a TD, but I think Sanders is going to flash here a little bit. He's going to look good, and you know I think Wentz is going to do his thing, probably 300 yards, few TDs. Obviously, I'm taking the Eagles here, but I think it could be a tight one. I think it's going to be a shootout. I, I think the Falcons are better than they were last week. 
yeah, I'm expecting a shootout. I'm expecting a close, tight game. One of those games that comes down to like the last five minutes of you know the frame. But I'm gonna go ahead and take the Eagles in this one as well. I feel like they're at the time the more talented team. They have their bearings. You know, obviously going on the road, it'll be tough uh, in a prime time game. But I feel like they're the team that'll benefit more from. You know, going through the stretch. Uh, moving to our last game of the week, an interesting Monday Night Football. If you would have told me that this was a game last year, or I'd have been like, "Ha, huh, I don't want to watch this shit." Except last year, this was a really <clears throat> good game. Do you remember this one? This is when Baker Mayfield came out. Tyrod Taylor got hurt during this game. Oh yeah, I do Baker remember Mayfield that. had to lead the comeback. But let's be honest, it wouldn't have been an, a very entertaining game if Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that wasn't that Thursday it. night. It was a Thursday night game, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was like yeah. week three or LOL. week four. Well, but yeah, it's when Baker did whatever strut that was after he caught the touchdown. Now the roles are reversed. This one is in New York. Uh, Jets have Le'Veon Bell, uh, who looked really good in their week one debut, um, but they didn't get it together because Kari Vevic couldn't nail anything. Um, why did you pick him up, guys? Come on. We cut him for a reason for a fifth round pick. Figure it out. What is your problem, Adam Gase? <laughs> I just I don't think he's that good of a coach. I don't think he's a good coach. I'm gonna mm. say it. And he kind of in the media he sort of put it on his players, where he was like, yeah. you know, these guys need to execute. They need to, you know, if we would have done this, we would have won. Blah blah. And I mean, I get it. You know, if some kicks were made, they would have taken it. But just as a coach, like I feel like it's more like, you know, this was my bad. I should have put our players in, you know, a better situation to the media. Once you're just talking to your team, be like. Man, y'all screwed up bad, <laughs> and, and you know, get into him a little bit. I don't really like him going out to the media like that. Lev Bell looked good, um, getting involved in the passing game, which we expected. Um, wasn't the most efficient, but that Bills defensive front is very good. So, not necessarily expecting him to to tear off for a hundred rushing yards. I think what he right, did right. was good, and I think it's good to see him get a, a very solid workload. Got a lot of carries, a lot of touches. Excited to see what he's going to do this year. Browns just, Ooh. they got walloped, yeah. Ooh. They got destroyed. Um, I think they're I think they're going to play better this week, obviously. I would hope so, at least. OBJ um, back in New York. Yeah, I think he'll. Wearing a $200,000 watch on the field. Yeah, I kind of saw a little bit about that. I mean, it's that a nice-looking watch, but 200000 Why? I just come on. Why? I don't get you it. You could spend money so much better than that. Get it like, doesn't even matter, like, with the watch. I get it, because he has all that money. But why would you, like, why do you need to wear it on the field? Because I, I didn't even know he was wearing it on the field, to be honest. I've just seen the watch in general. Um, that's kind of a lot. That, But that's just, that's how guys are now. Like, Alvin Kamara played with, with a grill in, and he had his chain loose. I'm not going to hate Deshaun Watson had a chain on, too. Diggs always wears a chain. Yeah, chain gang, man. Everyone's out here. Okay, guys. Doing like, it, we get it. Damn, you have um, money. But I'm not going to throw Guaranteed. any shade to Kamara. If you if you do that, man, I don't care what the hell you wear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I think the Browns take this. Bounce Ooh. back. Yeah, I think a bounce I'm back taking for the Baker. Jets, the, oh, okay, here we go. Um, I think it's, you know, this passing offense gets going a little bit. Uh, I think Nick Chubb is going to have a good game. Uh, Devin Singletary, like I was talking about a little bit earlier, kind of tore him up. I think Nick Chubb, you know, just it's a bad game script. I think this is going to be a lot closer of a game. I think he's going to have, you know, a solid game and do, you know, what he was drafted to do. And with the Jets, you know, I just I'm not sure if I I don't really believe in Adam Gase. I like Lev Bell, um, but this passing attack is they got to get more vertical. 
Jameson Crowder had 14 catches for 99 yards, which, like, you're kind of like, oh, my God, That's 14 gross. catches. Like, also, Robbie Anderson dropped, like, two touchdowns. He's got to be better. He's got to be better. But just, like, I mean, in the, the involvement of Lev Bell close to the line, Sam Darnold averaged, like, four yards per passing attempt. Like, it's it's got to be better than Ugh. that. You know, and... Come yeah. on! Yeah, exactly. So... I'm going the Browns here, but I think the Jets are, I mean, defensively good team. They're a good team, but I'll take the Browns. All right. Well, interesting docket for week two. We'll all have to see how it folds out. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Probably our longest one yet. Um, Probably. I didn't expect to go on this long, but, you know. We'll come up with the more the merrier. To, yeah, different ways to maybe At least, go forward with this. But yeah, you're you're filled up with your content for this week. Absolutely. Don't say that we never did anything for you with the waiver wire. Say yeah, exactly. Look at previous episodes. We've been telling y'all. Yes. All right. Well, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you give this feedback. Uh, Instagram page coming up soon. Uh, we're probably going to post the episode to that. And make sure you guys follow it in the anchor and whatnot. And uh, we'll see, talk to you guys next week. Yeah, at Oxcord Radio. Give it a follow. New content coming soon. Later, boys.